This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by Try Best, making healthy living easy, and our new book, Juice Crew, Transform Your Life by Adding One Juice a Day. You can get it on Amazon bookstores all over the world. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and it's so exciting to be here. We've got our special guest, Danielle McKinnon, coming up in just a minute. Highly gifted, intuitive, number one best-selling book, Animal Lessons, Discovering Your Spiritual Connection with Animals. We're going to dive in right after this. So grab a juice, some water, some tea. We'll be back right after this with Danielle McKinnon. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. Today we've got Daniel McKinnon, highly gifted, intuitive, and coach. She's appeared on TV and radio all over the world. She's also a esteemed faculty member of the Omega Institute and the best-selling author of the number one new release, Animal Lessons, Discovering Your Spiritual Connection with Animals. Her school, the Danielle McKinnon School of Animal Communication, has helped make the field of animal communication globally uh, visible all over the world. She's got students she's teaching worldwide. She's here on Juice Crew Radio. Let's welcome to the show right now, Danielle McKinnon. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for being here, Danielle. And taking the time out of your virtual world tour. You've been doing lots of interviews and getting the word out about this awesome book that I'm happy I just got a copy of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Little shipping problem from the publisher. <laughs> no, at least we got it in hand. But I'm yeah. really excited to talk about this because we've been doing interviews I've done, for the last 10 years. And I don't think I've ever really dove into this area of animal communication. I'm an animal lover. And so me and my audience are so grateful to have you. Let's talk about your story. How did you get into animal communication? Okay. <laughs> so this was never a plan of mine, as I'm sure... A lot of people can say about their careers. I was um, kind of going down a different track, the corporate world, uh, you know, got my MBA, started and all that stuff, did marketing and, and all that. And that was fine and all, but it wasn't, it wasn't feeding my soul. And my dog um, ended up getting sick. And a friend suggested that I take my dog to a pet psychic that was in town. And I'd grown up pretty sensitive, like, as my family would call it, maybe overly sensitive. <laughs> and um, so when I heard pet psychic, I was really, really excited because I'd never been able to be around anything, you know, kind of off kilter like that. So I took my dog to see the psychic. I brought my husband. I brought my dog. I pulled the guy out of the event he was in. We went out to the parking lot because I was like, okay, let's do this now. I got to I gotta find this out. And my dog had been sick for four days at the vet. I think we were at $4,000 on the bill and nobody could figure out what was wrong. So the guy looks at my dog, he looks at my husband, he looks at me. My husband is a um, hydrogeologist and he's getting his PhD in civil engineering. So he was kind of like, what is Danielle taking me to do now? Like, he, <laughs> you know, he wasn't really, uh, he, he just, you know, his arms are crossed and he's watching this whole thing. And my, um, and the guy goes, okay, she's sick because she ate corn cobs. And my husband and I go, hmm. And then he goes, 
because she's been nervous and anxious because you and your husband have been fighting about your mother. And he was almost 100% right. We'd actually been fighting about my mother-in-law. But, but same thing. We, we, you know, I, I would take mother and mother-in-law. That's pretty close for me. So it was in that moment that I went, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. This is a real thing, and I can actually do it, and I've been doing it my whole life, and that's kind of why I'm so weird, and this is what I want to do. So it, I took a class the next week and pretty much jumped in and started a business immediately. <laughs> But I mean, you definitely had a gift that not everyone has. I mean, you, this awoke in what you already knew. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't like that word "gift" because I feel like everybody can do animal communication. Everybody I've taught has been able to do it. Some people don't like how they're doing it. They think it should be different, but they're actually able to do it. So the word gift always kind of makes me go, ooh, it's not a gift. But you're right. I had a, the passion. I had this, the kind of the, the innate skills necessary to get in there and really do it. And I had been doing it my whole life. And I really believe it's what I'm supposed to be doing, which is why I needed that one aha moment. And I was able to kind of jump in and get going. Um, and other people need a little bit more I don't know, hand-holding or security or comfort, that kind of thing to do it. But everybody can do it. Well, I'm excited because I love my pit bull, Henry. And um, <laughs> oh, dude, I love that dog. I mean, literally like my best friend, he's, he's laying right here. So I'm excited to find out, first of all, how to improve my communication. Our audience wants to find out the same. And if you're watching live, you're part of JuiceGuruTribe.com. That's where the community gathers for these live events. And if you're there, maybe we'll do a reading with Danielle later. And if you're part of the Academy, you're here with us and you might get a reading too. So I'm excited to hear about all this. So how do we, how do I and, and our listeners and viewers, how do we tap into animal communication? How do we tap into animal communication? So the first, I mean, the first thing, so when I'm teaching, the first thing that I try to get everybody to understand is that um, you have to look at the animal as if they know more than you. So I always talk about how animals have mastered unconditional love. And that's why, um, animals can be rehabbed, rehabilitated the way they can be because they naturally have love in their hearts. They're not naturally feeling badly about themselves or feeling jealous of their neighbor. You know, animals don't operate that way. We do. <laughs> we, we hate ourselves and, and, you know, all of the different ways that we as humans um, don't treat ourselves well, animals don't do that. You know, that's not a natural thing to them because they've mastered unconditional love. So if you can kind of put your head space in the place, and I feel like your audience could do this because of how they approach life through all of the juicing and, and how they eat and everything. If you can put your head around the idea that um, animals are our teachers, there are trainers, our mentors, our gurus, that they know what they're doing and that every single thing that an animal does is meant to train you, help you, open you up, evolve you, it actually makes animal communication a whole lot easier. Don't you think that your people would, that would be something that's easy for them to do, Steve? Oh, yeah, but I think, like, like the, some of the things you teach that I've read that, you know, how we deepen this, how we, the right way to communicate with our animals, you know, do we just talk to them or do we, do we think, do they read our thoughts? How do we go through that process? Um, all right. So animals, so you don't have to be psychic to communicate psychically with an animal because they operate that way all the time. 
They are um, always connecting him to their world through their intuitive abilities because that's how they survive, right? You, you know, the, the leopard needs to be able to see, hear, hear, and smell and feel, but also needs to be able to sense and have a knowing, hey, it's not safe over there. This is how they survive. We don't necessarily need that sense to survive. So they're connecting with us at all times using all of their senses, including their intuitive senses. So if I um, simply say to my dog, um, hey, get off the sofa, when I say that, what do you picture in your head? Um, get off the what do I, where, what do I picture? Where you, yeah, where are you picturing the dog when I say that? On the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> so, so since animals are always tapping into everything that we um, are saying, and they're tapping into it, so it's not just my words, they're also tapping into the image that I'm holding, they're reading our visuals, they're connecting to every, the whole deal. And this is actually the reason why a lot of people don't... Um, have good luck with training their animals because what they're saying doesn't match the picture they're holding. They're incongruent, right? If I'm saying get off the sofa, dog's looking at me going, she's saying get off the sofa. The picture's of me on the sofa. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm staying and doing what I want to do. <laughs> so we're saying that the animals actually do read our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, they tap in. So they look at the pictures I hold in my head. They feel the feelings that I have. They feel the emotions. They have their own emotions as well, but they actually sense my emotions as well. They sense, they're so smart that they sense when I am pretending to feel a certain way or to be a certain way, but I'm not really. So let's say I'm trying to pretend, oh yeah, everything's all fine, it's fine. But really on the inside, I'm totally worried about getting fired from my job. Your dog's gonna look at you and go, what are you doing? They know. Isn't yeah, it, it, it blows me away when we see the emotional intelligence. I think more than anything with our, anim with our companion animals, you know, you teach um, that it's not just our you know, companion animals are dogs, our cats, but you're saying that there's lessons to learn from all the animals. So what are those lessons from our own animals and, and the wild and, you know, and, and some of the other farm animals, things like that? So um, I'll talk about the, the wild animals and farm animals first. Um, it doesn't matter what animal you work with, and by work with, I mean just interact with or feel a feeling for. So it could be your own dog. It could be your neighbor's cat. It could also be the squirrel in your backyard. And it could be the elephant in social media. It doesn't matter how you encounter that animal. That animal has a purpose of helping you evolve. If you're interacting, there's a purpose there. And it doesn't matter if that animal is wild or captured or there's no um there are no rules there it's basically a free-for-all every single animal is here to teach you i don't remember the second part of your question i don't know that it was a two-part um i don't know that it was a two-part i was just saying what are those le like what are some of those lessons oh like, what, what, okay what yeah yeah all right, so typical lessons that animals are teaching humans is they're teaching people to believe that they're lovable, believe that they are good enough and awesome, believe that they're deserving and valuable, 
believe that they are safe, supported, and protected. That's kind of the four main things. So everything that an animal's teaching you is some version of that. So you get the person who is really anxious and they're anxious all the time and the animal's helping them work on that anxiety and change the belief that's creating the anxiety and the belief could be, um, I don't feel safe in the world so that's why I have this anxiety. And so the animal will know, you've got this belief, it's creating this anxiety, we need to do something about it. It's kind of crazy. They are actually able to know more about us than we often know ourselves. Most people look at, well, I'm a very anxious person, but they don't stop and go, well, why am I an anxious person? The animal is able to know why they're an anxious person and not only know why, but what the person needs to do, how they need to do it in order to shift that belief and evolve themselves. So are you saying that the animals that are here with us in our life and on this planet are here to actually help us evolve as humans? Yeah, I am actually really saying that. Yeah, <laughs> which, you know, pe people who don't don't understand what are like, you know, people who don't get it are like, what is she talking about? But. If you have had a moment with an animal in your life, if you're one, if you've had that soul animal, that heart animal, or if you look on social media and you're, you just, you have a thing for animals, you do know. That's why I was so excited to do this because I felt like your people have that, you know, they have that love of animals and want to explore it and understand it. It's not just, I love animals. You're receiving something from them. Yeah, and as much as I love animals, and, and I know you personally, we've never gone here. So that was exciting for me, too. Like, I'm like, oh, this is my passion, too. So what's the first thing we do if we want to figure out what that lesson is? So the first thing you do is, um, and it's going to sound super simple, and I'm not being trite. It, it, it is super simple, and yet it's hard. It's to develop an awareness of the relationship with your animal. So... The example that I want to use is I have a, I had, I had a dog named Bella and for the first few years of her life, she was kind of crazy. She was a chocolate lab and she would um, jump up and down like crazy. She'd get so excited. People would come over to her house. It would take like a half an hour for her to chill out. And then even Bella chilled out was not all that chilled out. <laughs> like, it was really hard. And for a while we didn't even have people over the house for like a couple of years because it was embarrassing, but we didn't deal with it. I didn't deal with it. I went, oh, you can't come over because of my dog. I didn't stop and go, now, why am I not having people over because of my dog? What's that emotion? What am I feeling? And so mm. I had to actually start, and I started doing it because of Bella and through Bella, telling me I needed to watch this relationship. So what I started doing is noticing when Bella was doing the thing that was um, upsetting me, which was acting insane, and I loved her, but insane, when she was doing that, I needed to look at myself. Well, what am I doing? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? And as I became aware of what was going on in this relationship, I realized there was a pattern. <laughs> Bella acts this way when I'm feeling this way. So when I'm feeling bad about myself, when I'm feeling not like I'm not good enough, Bella starts jumping like crazy. And then what happened is Bella would start jumping like crazy and that would make me feel even worse, right? So it's this, it's this whole little cycle that's going on. I learned about the relationship 
by watching it rather than just accepting it as, oh, this is the way it is. This is what Bella's like. This is our lot in life. I had to actually examine what was going on. Does it make sense? So once we figure out what that lesson is, and it can be a bunch of different things, like you said earlier, how yeah. do we use that lesson to help evolve our relationship and grow the relationship with that companion animal? So, and that's like, I, that's kind of, you know, the whole process in the book, but the, uh, the short way would be you actually begin working with the animal to understand your behavior, work with their behavior to actually shift the belief. So the idea here is that the animal does things, has a behavior, a misbehavior, or actually we should talk about that. There's three ways that animals will show you what your lesson is. One is a misbehavior like Bella. Bella jumping up and down, crazy, and making me go, oh my God, I feel so bad. You know, she's misbehaving. Another is um, modeling. So have you ever met someone who, um, well, I'll say it this way. You meet an animal and that animal is just perfect, right? Oh, they're so well behaved. They're so mellow. This is amazing. Well, they're modeling the behavior that they're trying to teach their human. Which is oh, kind of no, that's really something. <laughs> yeah, so cool. I never get modeling for my animals. <laughs> I always get mirroring, which is you know doing the crazy behavior. I always so I'm waiting for one day for my modeling. <laughs> and I love then, it. Um, the other one is eliciting a new emotion. So by that I mean, have you ever met somebody who goes, "Oh my God, my cat is so awesome. I've never had anyone in my life like this. I love my cat so much. I feel so um, it's unconditional with my cat. Like you meet people who feel that way about one of their animals, and it's for them, it's a new experience. They get to feel yeah. this love, companionship, support, like they've never felt before. And that's the animal teaching them, hey, you can have this, you can experience this. Does that make sense? Those are, those are the three main ways. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So how do you tune in to figure out where that lesson, how do you, I mean, you have to have that self-awareness, obviously, but how do you tune in to really know what that lesson is? Are they mirroring me or are they trying to teach me I need to be more like this? Well, you learn it through actually the awareness piece. You learn it by a really, I mean, because it's not just like sitting around one day and going, hey, when I do this, this happens. You actually have to get to know the relationship. Because what happens is I was using the example with Bella of her jumping up and down and acting crazy when people came over. But when I stopped to look at that relationship, I realized, oh my God, this is also going on. I'm just dealing with it at the dishwasher too when I open the dishwasher. Oh, and we are not putting any food on the counter in the kitchen anymore. Like... I adjusted to all of these changes that just became normal. And so I started to find smaller and smaller things. Oh, I have to hang my purse up every time because I had a muffin in there one time and, you know, a week ago. So you find the smaller and smaller moments and it informs you more and more about this relationship. You can't get anywhere with your animal without that awareness. A lot of people will... Um, a lot of people will try to, like, for animal communication, they'll bring their animal to me and they'll say, you know, George, the horse, is kicking in his stall and he's mad at everybody around him and you need to tell him to stop, right? 
And I'll be like, okay, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So I'll go talk to George, the horse, intuitively. And George will be like, yeah, I'm mirroring my human. He's mad at everybody. He's treating his family badly. And he's acting like a jerk at work. Now it's my responsibility to tell that person he's a jerk at work. But, but the point being, um, they, they, they point it out, but they're going to make you, most of the time, do the work to fix that behavior problem. Does that make sense? So George the horse is not going to be like, all right, I'll calm down. He can keep being a jerk over at work. George is going to be like, he needs to do X, Y, and Z. And George would make it clear. You don't need a psychic like me to figure it out, but George will make it clear what is setting George off and what isn't. And as the human gets better and better at it, George will chill out in his stall. You're listening to Danielle McKinnon right here on Juice Crew Radio, author of the number one new release, Animal Lessons, Discovering Your Spiritual Connection with Animals. I was giving her a minute to take a drink of water, but she's not, so that's oh, okay. I, I shall. I'm like, you, you, you're just going, and I, you know, I'm keeping hydrated, and I want you to do the same. <laughs> uh, so I, there's so many places we can go, and in, in lieu of time here, there's two, two areas I'd love to cover with you. And one is the loss of our animal and also um, maybe some of the intuitive, the I'd love to get an animal reading myself and then if we have time to open. So in lieu of time, just those two areas. So, you know, I look around. <laughs> in lieu of time, just make sure you get a reading, right? <laughs> yeah, by the way, I need one. <laughs> Did I mention? So, you know, I look around and I see how close we are to our companions. First of all, I feel it, but I see it when we go into the vet and the way these animals become part of our family. I mean, we love them like we maybe even more than some of our in-laws, right? So, or some of our close family members. The people I work with love their animals just as much. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> and, and it's true, though. And if, if you're watching or listening and you don't have that experience – it does happen once you connect with a, a, an animal in this way or companion animal. So how do we do? I'm not there yet, but I know my dog is six and we're going to reach the end at some point. And I honestly, I'm thinking, I'm worried about that now, let's say. It's like, how do we deal with the loss of, of someone like this that we love so much? Um, the first thing that I would say to that is having worked with literally thousands of people and their animals over the years, Animals have told me again and again and again, they don't fear dying. It's not an obstacle that they try to avoid. Of course, on the physical level, they want to survive and, and pro, they, they, you know, there, there's the normal physical, I want to eat, I want to sleep, I need to do my normal human, my normal animal things. But as animals, death is just another step. So they always have explained it to me like they're moving from eighth grade to ninth grade. So dying means, all right, I completed everything here and now I'm going to move on to that next level. I've never had an animal say to me, I'm worried about dying. I'm scared of dying. I've never had an animal because I can talk to animals who crossed over as well say, um, that was an accident. I wasn't supposed to die at that time. They plan their passing out right down to who's there, why it happened, what it happened from, when it happened, the whole deal. And it's all also so that we can learn from their passing. And they don't feel the loss of that connection they had with their, with their human. They don't, they don't you know, suffer from that loss. 
Well, isn't that interesting that nobody's really brought that up like that before, but no, because they can hang out on the other side and still connect back with us. Oh, that's exciting to know. Yeah, they, and they love sending messages and kind of playing with people hmm. and showing up in dreams and like throwing their collar out in the middle of the floor two months after they passed. Like they love reminding you that they're still around. It's it's not, you know, we look at it like, oh no, and I got to prevent this and I've got to do it. And I've, I'm worried about it. He's only six. And we have that human viewpoint, but animals they, it, for them, it's another tool. Like misbehavior for Bella, jumping up and down, that was a tool. Oh, I'm going to use that to get Danielle to feel better about herself and believe in herself. The, the passing is another way that they can teach us. So it's, it's literally just this next thing that they do. Amazing. Great. I mean, that makes me feel so much better. I'm sure our listeners do. That's really um, re- reassuring to hear. So when you do one of your readings, how does that actually go down? And we don't mind if you try it out here, but <laughs> how does that go down? Exactly what happens during a reading? Um, so during like a reading like I would do here, I just get quiet for a minute and I ask the name of the animal and then I connect into the animal and I share a little bit, usually I try to share a little bit about the personality of the animal so the person I'm talking to can be sure that I'm connecting with their animal. And then I let the animal give us anything. A lot of times the animal will want to give us some little blip of information as well about his life. And then I have the person ask a question. And so when that happens, I see visuals from the animal. So the animal shows me a picture or the animal will give me emotions or the animal will give me a feeling in my body that matches a feeling in the animal's body. Um, Or I'll hear words or sometimes I'll smell the animal. That's always really fun. (laughs) And you know, they animals have smells. And then uh, there's also a thing called a download where the information just goes plop and ends up in my head. And suddenly I just seem really, really knowledgeable. But it's just because I got a download. Well, Henry the Sweet Pitbull is right here in the room with me, taking is a he? nap. He's taking a I, nap. But he, he, he I've never like, seen him. In all of our Zooming together, I've never seen him. That's so wrong. Right. And I will say that Pitbulls, my husband and I love Pitbulls. We love, they're, you know, because they're the underdog. And I love anybody who's the underdog. So, yeah. And they're, they're so misunderstood. And he taught me that lesson early on because we had a little one um, and we were going to get rid of him because, you know, Eli was three years old and we got a dog. They told us it was a Chihuahua and ended up being a Pitbull. He was this big. We didn't know what he was. And we believe what the media said about them. So what a lesson for us. He stole our heart. I mean, he's an um, we've had him for six years now. Okay, so just, don't tell me a ton of information about him. I'm if sorry. You yes. <laughs> so, if, so for those, um, yeah, and Diane, if you can go ahead and type that in the box here, copy it into the box, I will get to that question. And what we're going to do right now is a reading with, with Henry. Henry asked for a reading and then, one of you can possibly get a reading um, who's backstage with us and then we'll open up to some more questions. So yeah. So you're saying that Henry asks for the reading? Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. I wouldn't want to, you know, take your valuable time if he didn't want the reading. (laughs) It's funny because my wife and I've been wanting a reading with you for a long time. So I'm like, what a perfect opportunity this is. (laughs) Well, obviously a, 
a, you know, a, a real reading would be longer and more in depth. <laughs> but this is um, the first thing that I get mm. from Henry is that he feels uh, very do, 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 I'm Henry. He's not really crazy excitable and he's not, um, he's a slightly a little bit lazy, mellow, uh, but he just is um, sure of himself, but not, um, not cocky. Make sense to you? Yeah, that sounds like Henry. And and he grew into that because as a puppy he was crazy, but now he's Yeah, no, I'm not I'm I'm seeing I'm talking to him now. So this is yeah. how he shows me now. Um and he really is very sure of himself and there are a whole bunch of things that go on in your life that he just decides that he doesn't care about. It just goes on around him and he's like, That's cool, I'm fine with that. Make sense? Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. So um, the other thing that Henry's really good at, as he shows me, is going with the flow. And he knows what he likes. He knows what he wants. He's kind of like, yep, this is what I'm doing. He's not indecisive. He's just like, yep, here we go. And he's cool with it. He's cool with himself. He doesn't double think anything. And he actually says he's modeling this for you. (laughs) 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 If we're going into the animal lesson stuff, he's helping you see that kind of like staying steady works, but he stays steady. He shows me in a flowy way. He's not rigid about it because sometimes we're like, all right, then I'll do that. But, but more, more often than not, he kind of stays with what he decided and, and he really just kind of enjoys um, that flowiness of that. And then he also shows me that, um, so you and Julie will often kind of fall in behind him and go with his flow. Make sense? <laughs> no, that does make sense. Like He's got us trained pretty well. Yeah, the, well, and he's not talking about he's the alpha and you're not the, it's not that kind of thing. This right, is no, that's true. Well, I know that, but, but, um, what he's, right. oh, my Tuca just came in here. <laughs> my dog just came in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Tuca. So what he's talking about though, what he shows me is this picture of, it's like the kitchen and you and Julie are watching everything he's doing and getting such a kick out of it and almost like following him around. And he loves that. Make sense? Yeah. It's so sweet. (laughs) All right. And so do you understand the lesson he's modeling for you? With that particular behavior? No, with the, with the kind of just being pretty like sure of himself. It's a flowy sure of himselfness. It's not a rigid but it's not, oh, I'll do this. I'll do this. There's no ADD going on. He's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to ask him a question? Um, you had to look at him to figure that out? <laughs> I have you on Zoom. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> well, I have to, you know, get the communication from him to see what he'd like. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, I mean, I was going to ask how you know his perception i mean of his life okay, if you want you know, to know his perception of i can tell you what he's showing yeah, well, me. i would like him to sh- yeah show how we can improve his life um so the 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 phrase that i get is calm down <laughs> which is kind of funny that he but he's like it's chaotic so here he is he's laying down uh the phrase i get is Calm down because out here there's a lot of movement, a lot of worry, a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and he wants more calm down, hanging out time. Like I see him a lot of the time laying down. 
It doesn't, it, he just keeps showing me he's laying down. Like I'm chill. Is he very much of a laying down dog? He's a go with the flow dog, you know? So if, if I'm in here doing work, he'll lay, lay down. down. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, but when he, you're in there. But not lazy, not lazy. Like no, it's said. not lazy. It's, it's like flowy. It's like mellow. It's not, it's not, I don't want to play. I'd rather lay here. He's just modeling chill for you. Um, and nice I, I really, he's specifically talking to me about you. I'm not, he's not showing me Julie and that doesn't mean he doesn't love Julie or anything. It just means he's just showing me about you. And, um, there's just, it's like, there's just a lot of activity that you're doing that he feels a lot of it is superfluous. <laughs> Does it make sense to you? Yeah, that's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Like, so he says 30% of what you're doing, you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. And then you take that 30% of time that you just saved and the two of you can go for a nice flowy walk and hang out together. He does like his hikes. That That's yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's really <laughs> eye-opening. It's cool. funny. I didn't, I didn't know where a reading would go. You know, I was just thinking how we can make his life better. But to think about it in the way of lessons is really amazing. Yeah. And that's what my, that whole book is. It's, it's what are they teaching us? Why is he this way? And if you look at how he is with Julie, he is um, a little more sprightly with her. Do you know what I mean? On average, not that he doesn't get that way with you and you guys don't do active things together, but with you, he's more like, all right, let's chill. So he lays down a lot around you. He's more, he's a little more active with her. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I'll tell you something else. And I think it's a lesson. And Julie is, I'm more extrovert. She's more introverted. I'm more social. She's way less social. And when we're out, he totally models being very social, going up to people, winning people over. And we were always thinking it was, you know, because he's a pit bull and he's trying to show them. But I think it's the lesson of here's how to be social. Yeah, here's how to get out there. Well, which Julie definitely needs. Notice that he's not that gregarious when he's just with you. It's kind mm. of like the two of you hanging together. When you add Julie to the mix, then he goes into the more social mode. Wow, I get chills. That's amazing. Yeah, that sounds right on. He's like, see, I know what I'm doing. You ought to write a book about this, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, listening to, you're listening to Daniel McKinnon right here on Juice Crew Radio. And we, I see some questions came in. And um, are, do you feel complete with that? I feel good about that. I know yes. you could probably keep going, and I love oh, it. Yeah. But do you want to transition at this point? Sure. Not die, but yes. <laughs> right. Transition to a new topic. And, and if I'm going to follow Henry, then it's looking like I, I have to go take a nap in a minute here. Right. So. <laughs> no, you just need to do 30% less talking or what. I don't know what. I don't know what the things are. You're going to have to figure out what the 30% is. Love it. <laughs> um, so if you're watching, and I see, Diane, you have a question. To, and if you want to join us in here and ask your question, just raise your hand and I'll bring you right into the chat with, with us. And you can go ahead and ask your question. If not, I could read it for you. Um, go ahead and, and raise your hand if you want to join us. And the same goes for anyone else hanging out in here with us. Raise your hand if you'd like to come on and ask a question live as part of Juice Crew Academy, one of the perks that we give you to actually interact. And Diane is going to ask. I, I, I'm going to promote you to a panelist right now, Diane. You're going to actually join us here in the webinar, and we're really excited to have you. So I know. Promoted. Yeah, there she is. Diane, thank you for being here on Juice Crew Radio. And we're going to go ahead, if you can un unmute your mic. It automatically is made in the left-hand corner, and we'll be able to hear you. I think I might be able to do it for you. Let me try. 
Yeah. Can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? We've got you, and you're here with the phenomenal Danielle McKinnon right here. And, and I know you've been typing questions in the Academy and in here, so thank you for joining us and asking your question live with us today. I have five rescue dogs uh-huh. who I adopted with my late husband. Now, I'm here alone, and I have one dog who's just crazy nuts. I just bought your book. What in that book can help me? With Finnegan, who is just sometimes uncontrollable. <laughs> well, the book. <laughs> someone, I did a conference last weekend, and someone handed me the book and said, what chapter is going to fix my dog? And I was like, you need to read the book. <laughs> she wanted me to literally pick out the part of the book. So for you, Diane, I would say... Um, so I'm gonna, I just, I'm gonna do a little bit of a reading with a little bit of talking about the book. Uh, you have some, you're not the most relaxed person. There's some anxiety going on there, yes? Because <laughs> when yes. I in, it feels anxious. And then I look at Finnegan is the name of the dog? Yes. We've got some mirroring going on here. We've got the anxiety going on in Finnegan with you having anxiety. So guess what you have to do? Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you probably want to do least, which is, so yeah, it's calm down, but I feel like, um, and especially our animals want us to do things in sustainable ways. And so you have to find small ways to work on that anxiety that add up to eventually the anxiety feeling a bit relieved, but it's more about doing it in small ways. So one of the things is you getting outside, but you getting outside without any of your animals, you getting outside for just you. That makes sense to you? Yes. Yes. Cause you, you always do it, but everything you do right now from what he's showing me is a reason, a purpose. Oh, I got to do this. And now I got to do that. Da, da, da. You know, it's always like, I have to get it done. He's like, she's very just busy all the time. So <laughs> One of the things is getting outside without a whole um, agenda, except to spend 10 minutes outside, sitting down, hanging out, not planning, not making, you know, none of that, just with you. And that's your baby step to start helping you relieve some anxiety, which will in turn, he can model that and kind of bring his anxiety down as well. Because he's a little bit of a terror is what he shows me right now. Yes, he is. But he's supposed to be with you. He says he's supposed to be with you. This isn't a mismatch. He's doing this for you. Oh, cool. <laughs> so there's a whole section in the book about how you figure out the exact lesson. Okay, we've got the exact lesson. But the stuff after that where I talk about here's how to now work with that lesson. You know, I'm giving you psychically a little jump start by telling you the part about getting outside. But you need to do that part in the book yourself as well. Thank you. I'm taking the book on vacation next week. Awesome. That'll be great. Awesome. And that'll get you, you need a vacation. So that's good. But you can only do fun things on your vacation. Yes, I am. Okay. Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you. I heard about that vacation. Thank you for, for uh, stopping in. I, we appreciate that, Diane. Uh, and speaking of the book, um, Danielle, how do our viewers or listeners get a copy of your book, please? 
The easiest way is on Amazon because you can just order it right there on Kindle. Um, Barnes and Noble has it on Nook or it's in normal bookstores as well. And it's on Amazon um, and Barnes and Noble and Llewellyn, my publisher. You can get it everywhere, actually. We can find out more about you on your website at daniellemckinnon.com. And we're going to have a link to that up at Juice Guru Radio under the show notes for this interview with Danielle. You can always click that or go right to daniellemckinnon.com. Is that right? That is totally right. Yeah. And, and then the school had a different link. Doesn't the school have the a different school link? The school is animalgurus.com. Well, because you can't put Danielle McKinnon School of Animal Communication.com as a URL. So it's Animal Gurus. <laughs> no, I thought it was because Animal Gurus loves the juice gurus. Oh, haha. Ha, yeah. know. Yes, that is exactly why. <laughs> Well, it's been a real delight to have you here on the show, Danielle. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Anything to say in closing to those out there listening who want to develop their own intuition, that want to connect better with their animals? Um, anything to say in closing that we didn't hit upon during the interview that you wanted to share? I mean, the best way to connect is to really stop and look at the relationship and not just think, hey, the animal's this way, this is the way it is, but develop that awareness within Um, if you want to take classes, I can teach you, you know, that's always fun too, but it's really nice to start with that awareness of, Hey, thinking, well, why is this animal in my life? What's really going on in this relationship? Why am I so affected by this animal positively or negatively? What's going on? And so just asking yourself those questions and watching often opens up the relationship without you even having to do anything. So that's where I would start. And do you find it's the same level for the dog and cat relationship? Because before we had the dog, we had the cats, and the bond with my dog is so much deeper. Um, is there a difference? You're so mean to your cat. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So it doesn't have to do with species. It has to do with the lesson that the animal's teaching you, right? So if, if an animal's teaching you something but not stepping forward as, hey, this is, I'm the big teacher of this lesson, and they're more doing like a supporting role, you probably won't have that same level of connection, but it has nothing to do with species. It just has to do with how they're teaching you and the role they're playing. <laughs> And I love my cats, both of them. Thank I know. You. I, I was joking when I said that. It's just, it's just the bond with the dog is different than, than with the cats. We, we love all the, all the animals the same. We love them all the same. Danny we McKinnon. love them all in their own way. Daniel McKinnon, right here on Juice Crew Radio, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. Thank you for the work you're doing. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. This is Steve Prusak, and we'll see you on the next edition of Juice Crew Radio. Thank you for being here. And, I, and we're still going out on Facebook, so no, no snark comments. I know something's coming. I'm going to say everything's snarking. No, but what I want you to do is can you just – I just want to see Henry. Can you yes. make it move? Please. Oh. Yes. And he's up now. Let me, let me get Are you going to lift him? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> oh. oh my god. So cute. Do you see? Oh my god. So Did adorable. You? But he, he looks um is he only like 50 55 pounds? He's like 64 pounds. Okay. And he looks in my head he looked like 80. Um so it, it's funny that cuz he was like all it's all about him. So um Oh yeah, he's very 
And he's oh. um, he just had surgery, so we're just. What do you have surgery on? He had a couple of tumors. He's only six. Aw. So, but you know, we're giving him the best food possible now, and we're we're doing what we could. Yeah, and you're giving yeah. him love. Yeah. You're clearly giving him love. Now you got to give him flow. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, we don't no. do flow. We got stuff going on. <laughs> Thank you again. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you. And to you guys in Facebook, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Danielle. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.